This is Marek. And this is Ina. And you're listening to... The Paradise Arcade. The Paradise Arcade may contain explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. All right, thanks for tuning in, folks. Uh, this episode, we've got Merrick and Ina from Electronic Purification Records. Welcome to the show. Hi, guys. Hello. Uh, we're very excited to have you on because um, when it comes to quality releases, having legendary releases, um, and just being in the game for so long, your label is top tier. Quality and not just artists, but also the physical releases themselves. So it's very exciting for Kyle and myself to have the both of you on and chat with you about um, the your company and you know a bit about how it started and just your your philosophy uh, behind what you do. Okay, um, thanks a lot for your kind word, words. It means a lot to us, and yeah. We started 2016, I think, with, with uh, Synthwave stuff, but um, 2013 uh, we started, or I started with uh, Essential Purification, which is a, a black metal label. And yeah, in 2016, um, the Synthwave genre uh, came. Um, yeah, we, we started with the second label uh, to, together. Because, yes, we found out that there was not really physical releases of uh, Synthwave albums. So we thought we'd give it a try. And we started with uh, Meteor Parallel Lives as our first release on vinyl. And it started pretty well. And um, people seemed to like it. And this is how it started. So, I mean, what, what got you into wanting not just the synthwave thing but why why did you want to release records for the the community mm. um, we both are into music for um, much longer than than when we started with the label <clears throat> so music and especially vinyl uh, always was a, a part of our lives so that's why we wanted to try it with with vinyl first and yeah it's it's it was more more challenging challenging i would i would say so the yeah the love to the format and to the music in itself so that it's pushed up uh, yeah to do this and um i worked for one label before i started my own label <clears throat> so i i always was more into this um producing vinyl team so for me it wasn't something really new when i started with the label so i i know some things about the background of music industry before so i i had a little advantage i would say got it yeah that makes sense all that knowledge helps when you're when you're creating physical releases so you meteor was your first release and then how quickly did it pick up from there what you know, did you, how many records did you release the first year that you guys were in business? 
Good question. <laughs> the, the first year, I think 10, something like 10. Um, okay, we, 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 we uh, had to say uh, we started a Meteor with, with a pre-order and it was released in 2016. Yeah, but, but the pre-order already started in 2015, I think. No, 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 no. Didn't it? Wasn't it in November 2015? <sighs> wow. Yeah. Uh, something like this. <laughs> so, it's been that uh, long ago. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, it doesn't feel so long. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's, it's yeah. It feels weird if you think about it, but well, well, the good the good thing after the 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 success of Meteor, when and when I say success, for me or for us, it was something new to have the the costs of the vinyl production in overnight. So it was okay. We wake up in the morning. Oh, let's let's look uh, about how many orders we have got, and then it was okay. The, the record is is paid. We can go go ahead with the next ones, and so it was a, a nice circle. And the first three, four, five releases sold so well that this was a good uh, start, a, a good start, a good base uh, basics. Yeah. Because for doing yeah. more, yeah. Based on essential uh, purification records, uh, we were induced actually to the success of albums because they never really sold very well, and um, so this was something very new to us. Yeah, that it was successful and people really seemed to like it, and and yeah, they seemed to uh, look forward to have a physical format of one of the best albums actually out there in my opinion in the synthwave a, a lot of a lot yeah. of, not not all of it, but but the most <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah so yeah it was very surprising and yeah and 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 so we were able to release and release and release and now we have like 60 65 released so far mm. the last wow. years yeah thanks <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's very impressive years, i I, I'm not so so satisfied with with the results so far. So for me, it always can go more and more and more. So I, I'm not not always hundred percent uh, satisfied with the with this. Uh, yeah, there's always space uh, to, uh, to to the top. So I, I never. Wie sagt man? Ich ruhe mich nie aus. You always thrive for the best yeah. results, and there is always one level you can still go ahead so yeah but but, but that wasn't the question yeah? no that wasn't the question actually well certainly that the last two years we we released just i think four or five releases per year cause of the day life jobs we are in uh, were also very challenging and and yeah you you see it now Actually, we don't have any new releases because last summer we hadn't so much time to to work on releases, and you have those extreme long production times. And now we have the the issue to don't have any new releases now. But but no worries. Uh, with um, beginning with April this year, we will have a lot of new releases. Yeah, yeah you, and you teased yeah. a bunch of releases that are coming up. Yeah, this, but this was just a, a bit. This, um, I would say we we gonna gonna to have like a thirty five or forty releases maybe this year. Holy so, smokes! Yeah, yeah. We had we had uh, the last years we always uh, all yeah we had a lot of backlogs. Yeah, we never 
were able to release all records we wanted to release and so we have a big backlog on releases and so the, that's why it's now so uh, now so much hopefully so much we'll yeah. see <laughs> so there's nothing so 100 sure but yeah i think 45 is re realistic wow and i think 20 are already in production right now something like this so this that's for sure <laughs> And the the production times are still they're like six to six to ten months at least. I, I just feel like uh, you can expect a year at this point. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. From from making, from making a deal and talking about the details and all, a year is realistic. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's really impressive. And it sounds like you, the two of you, got into doing this at the exact right time because you're able to get really great releases when no one else was really doing them and the the hunger for vinyl was just really starting to kick in so you're just you're able to sell and then take that money and put it directly back into the next release correct yeah that's that's what we are doing <laughs> yeah <laughs> the, the timing was absolute um, good if you want to start now a label a vinyl label um yeah no, not not a good idea. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I, I also heard from from smaller labels that they lost their contracts with their pressing factories because they are too small for them. So yeah, but but that's not our problem. Yeah. <laughs> like, and are you doing? So at the runs you've got twenty in production. Are you doing like runs of three hundred of like? with mixed in with variants like how are you how are you staying ahead of that small run issue mm. well, um, i would say we to be honest we we is uh, um, mostly press 500 copies and like two color options something like this is is the most common um amount we we are doing yeah Some, sometimes more sometimes less but but basically it's it's nowadays like 500 is, is a good good number yeah it seems to make the the most amount of sense certainly um, um some years ago you you uh, got good quotes if you go for thousand copies or something but those times are over so you have to have to look that you can reach those 500 copies to get a acceptable price but it makes not so much sense nowadays to press like thousand because of this mm -hmm. uh, production capacity Cap problem. Mm -hmm. No, but but yeah, five hundred roundabout is is the number. And as mm. you know, if if they sold out, we also schedule a repress if it makes sense to uh, to feed the people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how often do you get asked for represses of FM eighty four's Atlas? Oh, oh. <laughs> how many times a day how many times a day uh, oh. too often <laughs> no, not 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 uh, every day but I, seriously i think easily we got 100 or maybe 200 emails easily for repress yeah and we are damned lucky that we finally got got a deal for the fourth pressing and it's gonna be the biggest epr pressing ever ever so far and yeah we are extremely proud and happy and yeah it will be a really good release start for us yes but also a ton of work yeah, yeah. 
it's, it, that record is like printing money. You just you you press it and it's instantly sold, basically. Hopefully, hopefully, yeah, hopefully. Uh, I uh, I've got good feelings for the both of you on that. I, 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 we we also have a good feeling. Yeah, the last pressing was sold out. I think in November two thousand eighteen. I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So nearly four years. Um. Yeah. Later. Yeah. Later, wow. we, we we pressed the fourth pressing, so that's it's very long <laughs> distance. Yeah. And a lot of people have discovered FM eighty four in that time span. So the the yes. um the want the desire for it is really high. And I Absolutely. hear people, I read people crying about not being able to get a copy all the time. <laughs> they just have to wait. It's coming. And there there should be enough to satisfy most people's needs that want it, hopefully. Hopefully. We we try to, to limit the sales per customer. It's not so easy from the IT thing uh, view of things. But yeah, we, we try it that that no not that uh, twenty people buy fifty copies and then they are gone. So, right. but but we, we do our best on on real time hopefully to to cancel our orders over two copies. Yeah, we'll and, see. And that makes sense. So that's fair. You know, I think I really appreciate the fact that you do that, so it doesn't allow scalpers because even doing that there's going to be a number of people that are going to instantly turn around and sell on discogs for twice or four times as much as the retail price. Yeah. I think that the, 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 the discogs record is like 300 euros. Actually it's absolutely insane. And that's for all presses. No, I think for the first pressing the first is, is the most expensive. Kyle and I both have a first pressing of that record. I made sure to get it at the right time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't have a final shipping date yet, but but we we hope, and we don't want to raise too much hope, but we hope um, that we have it in April shipped in the US. So we we started when when the copies are also in the US and Australia yeah. store store uh, storage. Yeah, yeah. That's that's also uh, gonna be new for, with this pressing that we have uh, someone in Australia who distributed them or shipped them for us to have an affordable shipping rate for Australia and New Zealand, hopefully too. That's very kind of you because Australia doesn't get a lot of love for this. No. <laughs> shipping there is very expensive. Yeah, I bought a couple of records there where the shipping was four times the cost of the actual record. Yeah, we had we had a situation uh, with the Mitch Murder box. Yeah, um, I don't know if you you know how, how to sell on uh, Bandcamp. Um, of course, you you don't can uh, uh, block countries. So we have always the problem when when we just have copies in the US left, we we can make the postage for all other countries high, so that don't the people don't buy it. So we will send it to the max, and people won't buy it if shipping is like three hundred euros. But... <laughs> But but sometimes you have people they will pay like three hundred bucks for yeah. a shipping fee Holy and they will buy it. We had, wow. we, had, we had a guy from Australia, I think, and he paid this three hundred ninety nine yeah. shipping, which we put on on Bandcamp that nobody buys. But yeah, some people don't care that much. And well, he paid for it, and uh, fortunately for him, he got it for that price because shipping was a bit less. <laughs> yeah, no. just a bit. <laughs> 
I don't, I don't know exactly if we wrote this guy that you said, hey, this it wasn't supposed to be shipped today. No, I think we didn't. We didn't because it was so so unreal that someone <laughs> is paying That's that price. Incredible! Know? Wow! Incredible! Yeah. And that just goes to show the that you know you're in a great position with what you do because the man, I don't know a lot of. I mean, there are plenty of other seats things that people do that for but the fomo the fear of missing out component is super yeah. high that you people willing to pay three hundred dollars to ship a record that's crazy it really is it really is yeah i mean we're collectors both ourselves but we would never pay like 300 bucks for no. a record to be shipped no 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 no, no. <laughs> I, I paid, I think that the most value I paid for a record was 300 euros, but it's very long ago. And it was very rare. I have to say, I personally skip all those pre-orders and all this uh, um, run. Yeah. There are all, all, I think last two, two days ago, there was a, the, a new pressing of the Tron soundtrack. Yeah. From Death Punk and yeah I, it was sold out in two hours and i i didn't even try it because yeah I, I have it i have the first press and it's cool okay but but i i, I don't have the time any longer to 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 look for this these times and and uh, um, put my alarm on to have this release right press f5 to the max <laughs> yeah that's that's why we we try to press um enough not, yeah enough it's not our goal to to uh, polish our egos and said yeah look our new release sold out in 20 minutes that's that's quite boring that's no that's the the the, the, the rar rarity factor shouldn't be a, a issue to buy or not buy a copy that's that's also why we stopped to publish the the, the pressing pressing um, numbers that the, the people sh should buy what they like and not hey, it's so limited i have to buy it and yeah <laughs> so just that's a good strategy. Yeah. We, yeah. I, I think here and I, Kyle's got this too. We really appreciate it. That's a really nice, it means that you're actually in it for the music and for um, the, the art of it and not yeah. to make a buck or to stroke your egos as you kind of put it. Um, because yeah, all those things, those are little tricks that people use to try and force like this instant sell out kind of stuff and you don't do that which just goes to show your motivations are in a good place right yeah, yeah for us for us it's it's the goal that that our records are also in in, in the stores on this planet and not not just listed at discogs uh, lists or or rarity yeah. um sections of, of stores so now we want to want the good music to be available for everyone and everywhere and i think that should be the goal for just all labels actually and not to yeah to publish just, like 100 editions just imagine if uh, metallica has limited kill em all to 500 copies <laughs> and waited four years for a repress I, i'm sure metallica wouldn't be that great as they are now from no. the from the fact from the biggest fact, uh, yeah yeah factors. So it's yeah yeah get it to people now you know allow them to have it not create this false sense of rarity because you're basically manufacturing the limitations instead of trying to overcome them. Mm. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. That's the thing. See, the strategy also is another reason why you are one of the best record labels out there. 
Ah, thanks a lot. Ah. Thanks a lot. But but also you have to say yeah, that the people are not so stressful to getting our releases. So that makes things for us also more comfortable. Yeah, it seems like COVID relaxed. Uh, people may uh, people are much more relaxed since COVID um, because they're used to waiting times. And um, when we had like five emails per day asking when the order from yesterday is going to be shipped, <laughs> um, reduced to almost none. I, I don't know why, because yeah. I, I usually handle the customer emails and stuff. But um, since COVID, we don't have much more uh, requests yeah. for orders or anything. But yeah. There are also single people still out there that are very stressful, however, but, uh, <laughs> but it's okay. It's, really... but it's okay. We can deal with that. Absolutely. Yeah. You have to see, uh, we, we really stopped with pre-order in the first Corona year and we lost so much money cause we had like 1000 orders open, unshipped orders. And then the post, uh, raised the shipping cost and it was yeah it was like a, a a car you have lost from the money factor so yeah. it, it can can ruin you yeah absolutely. so and this is the problem with the pre-orders um because it's a very how do you say that uh, a very fast evolving times right now right and um yeah you you can react and if i put a pre-order up for like a release like in september or anything that can change anything in the meantime also the also the price the product price is itself i mean uh you will um get the invoice the the bill from the pressing factory like two weeks before it's finished and if you have production times of eight months <laughs> you can never know what the final price will be. And this is yeah, all stuff you, you have to calculate. And um, yeah, this is why most labels get away from pre-orders right at the moment. Hopefully. 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 Yeah, it's, 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 it's such a dynamic situation and, mm -hmm. and, and, and it will keep it in this way. So yeah. it, it, it's going to be easier. And so, yeah, I think we have a release coming in May and I actually had two price changes with this release. And I also get the note that the price can, the final price, I, I, I know when the, the records are finished. And so and when you make a pre-order and of course you have to calculate uh, the retail price and all, and then five months later, you got the info, hey, the vinyl is going to be two euros more per copy. It's like, okay, I don't make any profits with this. Yeah. Sure, it's not it's not the thing to make profits all over, but especially for us, we are a real company, um, and we have to live off it. Yeah. But yeah. now, also, I have quit quit my job now, and so I have to live yeah. from it. And so you can't give this money away. It's cool for people who make this as a hobby, no, uh, all good. But but if you have to live with this, and yeah, you really have to be uh, carefully. Absolutely. Yeah. So. I, I've, um, I've talked to some other labels that their sole income is from their record company and COVID and the pre-orders and all that really took them for, for some money because, you know, how are you going to pay rent? How are you going to win? Yeah. Wait times are insane and pricing is 
because plants now can just pretty much demand whatever they want now and people are going to pay it. Um, so, you know, that's, that's difficult. So I know that some, um, labels have struggled with the same things that you're talking about. Um, and it's good that you're talking about this. Cause I think I'm glad that your experience overall has been fairly positive with people's interactions, um, mm-hmm. and understanding the delays and, and, uh, things like that. But there's, a lot of things on the internet where people are really impatient and really not understanding of all the complexities. And it's just the two of you. Most yeah. people assume um, that it's a group of people or whatever it is. And they'll, they'll take on a terror. We had a, a guy that we know go after him about a, a pre-order that didn't quite make a deadline. And, was going after him on Twitter and Facebook and all these other places. And he's trying to explain to him, I'm one person. And you have no control and have no control over when things come in. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, and that's not, uh, not, uh, you, you can't make business with, with those uh, frames of, of doing business. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, we try our best, but we also see it from a fan's perspective, because as, as we said before, we are collectors and, and music fans ourselves, and we wouldn't um, offer something to people that we ourselves wouldn't like uh, to deal with. And um, yeah, this is why we stepped away from pre-orders a long time ago right now. Yeah. And I think it was a good decision for us because uh, it still makes things much easier to to calculate with everything. And um, I I think it wasn't a question anyway. No, but it's good insight. I, you know, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Fulfill those thoughts that you're having because this is all really great information. And I think um, for those that wonder about what goes into making records and all the things that you have to balance, it's a lot to, um, to balance and to keep track of. And it's easy mm-hmm. to forget. I buy the thing; it comes to me, and that's it. That's the that's a customer's interaction. So this whole huge—they're dealing with the process. The process is really volatile at the moment, and but, you're just yeah. Uh, not having a pre-order, I can see ultimately makes things a lot easier because yeah. you know then you aren't waiting. The people aren't emailing asking you when it's going to release. You get rid of all that aspect to it. Um, it's hard to get to that point, I would imagine, yeah. because you Absolutely. do have to have the money available. But Correct. once you get to that point, I think you're really sitting in um, the best position yeah. when you don't have to do a pre-order. Yeah, yes, it's a, it's a good point. Um, um, in in autumn last year, we had some struggles with with our main factory for vinyl, and so we had the luck to get a, a customer account at another uh, factory. And so there, we also ordered some some um, releases. And at this factory, we had to pay a hundred percent in advance. So and when you have four, five, six releases and you have to pay 100% in advance to have them in, in eight, nine months, it's, it's really challenging. Yeah. And, and yeah, I hope we, we can um, go on without mm-hmm. pre-orders. Yeah. We can't guarantee anything, but it's our deepest wish to, to keep things like they are now. Yeah. And that's um, so 100% down. That's 20, 2,500 euros. Per, if you're paying 100% up front? 
I mean, it's mm-hmm. quite a chunk of change. And if you got 20 things in production right now, I think people should see <laughs> how much money that you've got wrapped up in product that's not sold yet. Yeah. And you don't know it's when it's coming. And you don't know when it's coming. You don't know when you're going to make that sale. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's, it's incredible. So again, it's, I want to say thank you again for what you do, because it's all of that, everything that goes into what you're doing. Um, it's enough to make a person quit pretty easily. I mean, there's a label, smaller label that just, um, that stopped and just sold everything off, sent it back to the artists that uh, still had copies of stuff left just because mm-hmm. my understanding is it just, they got burnt out. Yeah. Well, it's tough times anyway, um, <clears throat> but uh, people are very selective still. And yeah, you can't release anything. Yeah. That's for sure. Um, this- yeah. But I think the impression many people have is EPR can release anything that they like and it's going to be sold. No. Oh, no? It's, yeah, yeah you, you're right. Well, uh, we, uh, I would say pff, the half of our releases, we didn't make profits. So that's... No, but I, th- I said people have the impression. Yeah, and yeah, this is people... why some people start labels because they think, yeah. oh, it's so easy to make some bucks out of <laughs> selling records, but yeah. it's not the fact. <laughs> it's it's no. it's the it's so-called iceberg model here. Yeah. Um. So you just always see the the yeah the top iceberg, the iceberg. <laughs> top of the iceberg, and not what's under the water. It's it's more than than on top. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But but yeah, we we try to to keep a bit the balance between well known artists and and not so well known artists, and I think it it, it works. Yeah, and, and like Ina said, you you can't release all, especially uh, when we came back to the vinyl topic, and and I, I t- told you already, you have to go for five hundred copies to have a reasonable price, and so you can't release of every synth wave artists or some wave related artists uh, 500 mm-hmm. vinyl copy pressing uh, that's the sad fact we try to make uh, i think we, i also have to say i make for personal friends i make vinyl pressings for their bands too and stuff like that and uh, i have now asked for a uh, hundred copies pressing of purple vinyl and with a uh, shipped you are already over 2000 euros for 100 Wow. yeah yeah because so yeah. it's insane so it makes no sense no absolutely no sense because you, you're gonna sell it for i don't know like 35 40 euros no it's gonna buy that <laughs> <laughs> no no and that's why it makes no sense to do 100 copies and uh, my True. understanding is the cost is wrapped up in the first hundred and then after that you get the that's where it gets cheaper and I think yeah. what a lot of people don't understand with record labels, money's not made in records. It's made in the music publishing rights. That's where the labels make their money, not not off of pressing the vinyl or the. Okay. I mean, CDs yeah. are cheap, but who buys those? Nobody. Nobody. What is a CD even? Uh, something you throw across the room. Well, we have we have some some CDs coming too, guys. Just to have said it. Yeah. <laughs> awesome is that is that well, a sampler we were talking uh um, we, we i i want to make a, a little um cd compilation of uh, upcoming tracks uh, uh, upcoming releases this is going to be a free sampler 
um, but we are making some CDs from Street Cleaner and uh, Stockadian and Wave Shaper. Yeah. Some, some more, I think like 12, 14, something like this, different mm -hmm. titles. Uh, we already have uh, started with uh, Miami 84. Miami Nights. Miami Nights 84. And yeah, it's just for the, for the people that don't want to uh, uh, pay so much for music in a, on a physical format. Yeah, the truth is it's, it's an absolute uh, luxus, luxus luxury. Pro luxury product. And we also want to give the people the, the chance to, to get it for a good price, like, I don't know, 10 euros, 12 euros for, for a compact disc. So that's just to satisfy this, this um, market, if you want to say that too. Yeah. Yeah. And that's another, I mean, that's just another commendable um, thing that you're doing because again, you want to make sure that people get the music and in all types of people, no matter where they're at. Um, Cause you're yeah. right. Vinyl is a complete luxury product. I forget that, but it is, it's a, it's an extravagance um, that, you know, I, I love it, but, and also do I really yeah. need it to enjoy the music? Not really, not really. I mean, I could but listen. it certainly helps. It certainly helps. But <laughs> I, I guess I have the privilege in that sense that I can buy vinyl and, and that's like, I have to take that in consideration. Yes, you're again. Take note, people. This record company is very considerate to their fans. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, also yeah. doing uh, multiple represses too, because some companies just don't do them, or they don't do them very often. Again, to constrict, mm -hmm. get, give a false sense of there may be other factors in that. True that. True that. Because you have to make an agreement with the the artist too. That's the other component of of making releases. You. Just because you release one doesn't mean you can just do it forever. Right. Correct, yes. And the amount, all, say the amount of artists you work with, too. I suppose it's very time-consuming. Yes. Yeah. Going back to the process where you said that from start to finish, talking about making the record and then getting it to production. Yeah, you're looking yeah. at about a year. Hey there, TPA listeners, Eric here. Sorry for interrupting, but this is the part where we do some shameless self-promotion. And we'd like to give our sincere thanks for listening to the show. And we are just as surprised as you are for listening. But since you're here, we'd like to highly encourage you to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And of course, for all things The Paradise Arcade, you can also visit us on theparadisearcade.com. Please like, share, and review our episodes. We like interacting with you. We like to hear your feedback. What's your favorite part of the interview? What you thought was interesting? Who we should get on the show next? Those are all important things that we'd like to hear. And the last thing, if you really like the show and you want more and you want to contribute, you could do something for us. You can find us on Patreon. You can contribute as little or as much as you want. On Patreon, you'll find some exclusive content that we will continue to update. Mostly, we just want to say thanks for listening. We appreciate you. So let's get back to it. Especially when you want to, to satisfy the, the, the artist as well. I mean, a lot of, especially the, the big ones here, yeah, they don't take so much care about their the products. Yeah. Like, I don't know, a Pink Floyd vinyl is, is, is absolutely boring and overpriced. For There's no love in such a release. Yeah, Sure, the, the music written for, of the band, but the product itself, 
it's just a, um, a mess messware. So we mess product. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So, so we always always try to to um, get uh, in a in a good mode with the artist to to satisfy his his um, ideas as well. Yeah. And to meet his expectations, because usually artists have their own expectations of how their release should look like. And we try to involve them as well, um, because it's not a one man uh, show over oh, right. here. Absolutely not. And um, yeah, because uh, we want to keep the artists for our own fortune. <laughs> and um, yeah, because it makes things much easier if you treat them well. And the thing is, especially uh, when you when we are talking about vinyl, you can make a nice product for I don't know such an amount of money, and you can make an awesome vinyl with just putting a bit more money into the release. The, the basic costs are insanely high, and so we said, okay, then let's invest a, a bit more to make it really really cool. Like I don't know um, some kind like. Um, the, uh, the the poly lined inner, inner sleeves, yeah, they are costing twenty cent one poly lined inner back. A regular one is four or five cent, so it's just fifteen cent. That makes the difference. That makes difference, and and we we invest this, yeah. This it, it's just like when you when you want you save at the at the wrong end, so. <laughs> yeah, and you do yeah. the um, like the vinyl cleaner the disc cleaners too you've got the wave shaper robert parker yes. oh, to hold the, record, the hold yeah. yeah the record holders so you the do record. all these really cool things yeah we we, we do we have done uh, ice scrappers and 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 beer cans uh beer coasters beer coasters and and the last thing we have done uh, a clone the dark frisbee yeah clone the dark frisbee uh we had tote bags we had um EPR we had, a, uh, we, had a, we, had, we had a power glove. We had made a power glove, uh, customized by Misocut. Oh yes, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, we, we raffled it away <laughs> for, for free. For uh, I think yeah, that was a pre-order for the power glove yeah. album, and we raffled one power glove. That yeah. was that's awesome what a waste of money <laughs> <laughs> but it's really cool it's really cool you get to i mean uh, the uh, fact that you get to do that and it's out there in the world it's it's worth it's worth it i think yeah it's true yeah it's it's it was a once once in a lifetime thing so very oh cool. yeah we had the nintendo gamepads uh, well, yeah. yeah. for arcade high for arcade high yeah yeah the, uh, we are they are always uh, all, uh, always uh, good good ideas we have, but yeah, most things aren't. Um... Yeah, we always have to see that we can add these um, gimmicks uh, to the record mailers because record mailers are quite slim, and we have always uh, to watch out for products that are that can easily be added without taking too much space. Yeah. out of the record mailer and this is why we come up with such weird uh, stuff like ice cream <laughs> yeah. correct yeah oh that's awesome it's perfect yes yeah, anything larger is going to need a different package and then shipping costs are going to increase yeah yeah I, I would love to to make uh, a, a metal 
steel steel cover for example yeah but but those things are so useless because of the shipping costs and mm -hmm. and all uh so that's I don't think that we ever made some metal covers. Ah, you're talking about uh, record covers made out of metal, like the Destructor cover. Yeah, like the, if you know Destructor, the, the Nailed album was made in a metal cover, which is 2.3 <laughs> kilo. Well, wow. Like five pounds. <laughs> right. I, I can show you. It's no problem. <laughs> yeah. I need to see this. Yeah, yeah. please show. <laughs> Everyone listening doesn't get to see it, but we get to see it. Too bad for them. Yeah, too oh, bad for okay. them. Hello. Right. <laughs> there it is. Oh, wow. It's massive stuff, and it's, um, yeah, you know, how do you call it? Uh, that's amazing. That is incredible. And that's, yeah. it's welded. Yeah, 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 correct. It's welded, and it's silk print, I think. Yeah, it's massive. Got it from Australia, by the way. <laughs> Ooh, expensive shipping. Wow. Cost trade. That's incredible. So, uh, wow, that is a collection behind you. Just yeah, we can show it around. Yeah. So. Holy smokes. Wow. That's a lot of records. Yeah. Not even all. Not even all. We have some left in the sleeping room. And in every room, we also have a bunch of. So to, to put it in context to the people that are listening, it's like four of the Ikea. It's, it's like if you walked into a record store. Yeah, it's a record store in your place. That's exactly what it is. I, and it's not in, even our storage. <laughs> I'm instantly it's, it's, already feeling stressed out just thinking about if you ever had to move. I can't even imagine. Yeah, it was a tough time when we moved. But, <laughs> but now it would be tougher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fortunately, we're not going to uh, move in the next like 10 years because, yeah. Smart. I think, I think <laughs> with, with, all, with all items, we have like 12,000 vinyls here in this house. Wow. <laughs> I, have, I have around 500 and I feel like I feel overwhelmed with the amount that I have. <laughs> but it's it's uh, also with, with, with EPR uh, with stock all as well. Releases, yeah. yes. <laughs> with all, with all, we are talking about this. Yeah, it's it's gonna. Be, yeah, you just you know, if you have like hundred copies of each re release left, yeah, it's six thousand. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> wow, and you store. That's incredible. And I've seen Quite some um, storage warehouses of smaller record companies and they're just packed like a, a storage unit completely packed with with vinyl uh so uh yeah so heavy so heavy it's heavy so yeah. big yeah uh, so that's we, really cool we never can we never can go to a flat uh, again apartment. <laughs> to an apartment again yeah we have bought a house uh four years ago yes also for for the label and yeah it's not, there's no no return with this uh, amount of of vinyl. We first have to sell all records, yeah. <laughs> all stock, and then we can talk about a move. <laughs> right. That. Wow. I, I, but I'm for just... now, we, we have enough space for now. <laughs> that's good. I'm glad you have enough space for now. So, what are you most excited about um, for? this year is there something you could talk about um that you worked on because you put so much care and attention into your releases is there something that you're going to do that's um 
unique or different or something that you're really um, excited about? Uh, you're talking it uh, about uh, releases itself. Mm -hmm. releases? Yeah. Yes. Um, well, we have, like I said, we have a lot of um, releases coming, and of, of course, we are very, very excited for the Atlas repress we already talked about, but also for early summer renewal pressing. Finally, it's gonna be very beautiful. Hopefully, beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's uh, it comes with a, a die cut cover like Arcade High, and with some glow in the dark uh, varnish. Hopefully, it, it it turns out great. It should. It's, Every single release that you do, the amount of care that you you put into them really sets you above everyone else. I've said many times before on all of our shows that we've done that a lot of people should take note of how your company does releases mm -hmm. and they should try as hard as they can to at least get on the same level. A lot of people do uh, lazy or cheap releases. Mm. <clears throat> New retro wipe. And, <laughs> and what you do is fantastic. You know, the total package, the artwork, uh, small details like you mentioned before, the polyline sleeves or... Um, subtle UV spot yeah, finish. Like, like the uh, Act Razor release. It's got that yeah. the UV spot on it. Yeah, or yeah. just like something small like Crockett. Like just the little the little things that make should, it really should, great. Thanks so much. I, I have to interrupt you before I forgot it because we we did something really awesome with, with a black metal release we did some years ago and we, we had added an endless loop on the on the, uh, the C side, there was no D side. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, I had to translate it. And they had the, the Marco the Arbeiter for Look Space. Yeah. And they had that this this Bandname yeah. in den All gefunden und das aufgefangen das Signal und das ist der endless loop. Okay. So uh, what he wanted to say is that uh, the guy from the band, yeah. which is actually uh, Stellar Master Elite. <laughs> Uh, black metal band i think you already yeah. said that um he works for the european space agency and he sent the band name to space and the signals that were received by the satellites i guess yeah. um were transformed recorded and pressed as an endless loop on the seaside it's it's just when, when you listen to it it's just a, a stupid signal you think huh? What's, what's that? It's had nothing to do with the music, yeah. but it's it's the band name. Uh, send it out of space, and yeah, that's uh, the idea was funny, and we had the option as <laughs> yeah as we had a worker there in this company, so we we did it. So it was fantastic, and nobody knows it. You know, nobody knows it. <laughs> that's amazing. That is what the cool things said, I heard. We, we just said we have a, a, a endless loop, okay, but we we never said what this endless loop means. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, just sorry for interrupting you, but but oh, no. um, yeah, I wanted to tell this. <laughs> no, that's a great. That's a great. That's a that is exactly what I want to hear. Yeah, uh, about <laughs> and it ties directly into what Kyle was already saying. Yeah, the the amount of thought, care, and attention you put into each release is incredible, mm -hmm. and that story just solidifies it and makes it even more incredible. Kyle, what do you have for them? I mean, because you've been such a fan for so long, I feel like you're the guy that's like 
got the questions for them. I don't even know if it's questions, more just praise. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I love every single thing you do. I love every oh, release you put out. Um, learning oh. more about how you do things, I just respect uh, what you do even more than mm-hmm. I than I present or you know previously did. And you had mentioned something earlier about how there may be the perception that people think that each release that you do just sells out. And I have to say, I feel like I'm guilty of that. I feel like, (laughs) Oh, everything you put out, it's, you know, it's going to sell out. No problem. Just because it's so great. So, well, I mean, sooner or later it sells out. So you are not so wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Given enough time, it will sell out. So the, the artists that you work with, you ha- you work with all the best artists. You put out all the best releases. Um, I'm not a huge fan of different colored vinyl, mm-hmm. but with what you do, each one is a work of art. So you, I know you put a lot of thought into how the variants come out and what colors they are and what they should be. Um, one of my favorite ones is... Um, Wave Shaper's uh, Velocity. Oh, yeah, that's cool. I have the, the blue and white version, and yeah. it, it looks fantastic. I mean, I always Thanks. say, I wish I could just get black vinyl. Yeah. Uh, but something yeah, well, like that is really special. Well, I mean, we, we as you as a follower, you know, we, we started with a lot of black vinyl in the beginning. Yeah. But uh, at the end... Yeah, the most people look for the colors. Yeah, that's what they and, want. And, and yeah. to, to give you an example, yeah, it's really crazy. We did, uh, we already, um, we still, we still have the black vinyl edition of the Miami Nights Turbulence first press. This was is the most rarest Miami Nights '84 record on this planet, beside the book, the bootleg maybe. Yeah. But this is still available at our distribution. So uh, at our um, yeah. Yeah, we um, are. Yeah, maybe to go into detail, um, our um, electronic releases are listed at the Cargo Network, um, where they're available for all um, retailers. This is uh, this is um, run by a friend who is running uh, Sounds of Subterranea Records, and this is a more or less a, a punk label, <laughs> and he is making the distribution for us. Uh, you have to check out his label as well. And yeah, he makes a distribution. Yeah, I guess let's get back on track. The question was... <laughs> we, have still those ah, yeah. we still have yeah. those hundreds copies limited Miami Nights pressing in his uh, storage. storage. Not, not, not a lot, of course, but it's crazy. We already have sold over a thousand copies, yeah. but we still have like ones left. That's just for an, as an example. So yeah. sadly, this won't happen uh, again. That we press uh, a like lot, a lot of black ones. Yeah. Of course, Atlas is coming black. That's for sure. I'm, Unfortunately, that, yeah. was that your decision, or was that their decision to keep it black? Their decision, to be honest. Good. I would go for for a picture picture vinyl edition and black mm-hmm. as well, and some nice color variations. 
but by picture, I had loved to make a, a picture disc of the Atlas album. Maybe, maybe later. <laughs> maybe. But but I but I know that that Colin of uh, FM eighty four isn't uh, into uh, colored vinyl that much, so I don't think that there ever will be a crazy pink ultra clear triple swirls whatever edition. Sure. <laughs> but I... but it fits it it's have to fit and the black vinyl fits uh, perfectly to this album, so it's it's very really good and I'm not unhappy with this just just to have said it. For the audiophile and me, it's perfect because it's forty-five RPM and black. It's that—that's everything I want. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, my yeah. favorite. That's true. Oh, maybe a small. Do you say anecdote? That Is that how you yeah. say it? Yeah. 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 Um, there was a guy uh, with a who bought the <laughs> FM eighty four first press from us, and um, he wasn't aware that it was like forty-five RPM. And he wrote a really angry email yeah. that said, <laughs> what a shitty press. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't sound like uh, the music I'm used to on, on Bandcamp or YouTube. <laughs> and uh, I said to him, I, I don't know why he's thinking that. Um, and then we got um, into detail. And then he told me that it was too slow. And I said, yeah, but you know that it's a 45 RPM pressing. And he was like, no, what does it mean? And so I explained <laughs> to him, ah, okay, I wasn't aware that my record player um, is able to, um, uh, yeah, I mean, set different uh, speeds. <laughs> I still have some, some black metal records where I don't know how to, to speed it, yeah. but that's something, something else. I have a couple of albums like that too. And also, I feel like that's the beautiful thing about a 45 RPM yeah. pressing is you get two albums instead of one. You can listen to it both ways. And, it's, yeah. there's, <laughs> and I actually like to listen to Atlas sometimes on 33. <laughs> so just saying, 45 RPM, great. Two albums in one. I agree with that. Maybe I'm, maybe we we find a company in the future to make a, a record with one side 40, 45 and one side 33. There are yeah, some releases like that. I don't yeah, own yeah, any yeah. myself, but I know they're out there. That has to be a, a pretty extravagant expense because you've got to have two plates, right? Mm -hmm. One for the 45, one for the 33. Well, it wouldn't be any different than having one for one side and another plate for another side. They're just cut at different speeds. But yeah. you'll end up with a double album, wouldn't you? It depends no. on how long it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's should work, should work. Maybe the short side... But, you but can't I, fill it all. But I, I really f would fear about the emails coming in. <laughs> so oh. let's let's skip this idea, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that it's a don't expect that from EPR. Wait, so they, they're not Satan interested. Is too slow as AP is too fast. fast yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gonna mix it all up. <laughs> maybe, maybe if if uh, nothing counts any longer, we we can do something like this. Yeah, <laughs> this would be cool. Or or uh, 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 inside out loop, that would be cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. Start at the inside of the record. Yeah, yeah. it's possible too. Yeah. Well, holo hologram would be awesome, but yeah, I I did some research and it's it's ultra expensive and you actually you don't find so many companies who uh, 
But it's it's really expensive, and I don't know the prices yet now. But maybe you do you know the Star Star That's Wars nice. soundtrack? Yeah, I've That's, seen that one. Yeah, I, I've bought it especially because of the effect, and it's it's great. It's it's useless, less, Use. but uh, but it's great. <laughs> so let's go for it. <laughs> Have you heard of a uh, wax mage? Yeah, they do some really interesting. I mean, the, all the records are extremely expensive, but they'll they'll put like X-rays into their vinyl or like film, like pieces mm -hmm. of film through it, or do all these really insane things. I wonder if that would affect the sound quality. Though. I have no idea. I'd be curious. I feel those are more for people who just want it rather than who are going to play it. So it's like having a fine print. I may be wrong though, but I think if I got one, I wouldn't expect. If you think of uh, Soviet Russia, they didn't have any vinyl, um, basic, plastic, whatever yeah. they use, and they used x-rays to cut their records in. And this is why there exist uh, several x-ray vinyl records from Soviet Russia. That's a really good piece of uh, information there. That's really cool. Was it like a flexible one because they're so thin, or did they? I wonder if they stacked them somehow. Or is it I don't know. I would I have never... to see, I'd like to see these. <laughs> but you can Google for them. They're yeah. they're on the internet somewhere. But it's probably like a flexi disc. Sure. Yeah. So I'm Ooh. thinking it has to be like, yeah. I gotta look right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I won't do that. I'll yeah, don't later. do that. That's rude. <laughs> Put your phone down. All right. Sorry. Um so yeah, you've got uh you're thinking forty five releases maybe this year 20 year in production that's coming back pretty strong um for being you know what four or five releases last year year before mm -hmm. so um, absolutely yeah that's that's what uh why i i quit my job with uh, last year so since now uh, i am i work just for the label and so um i should have enough time to pack all on time and have have time for all yeah but but with a full-time job this wouldn't be possible i have to say seriously so yeah so i i had to make this decision because of the whole uh, vinyl situation like okay we can uh, go the full way and order a lot of vinyl to to uh, stay in the game or we should uh, slow all down and and yeah make it as a hobby but but it, it never was like a hobby it was always a bit more so so i yeah. decided to to quit my job and yeah. we have so many good ideas to come seriously <laughs> <Because> <laughs> yeah um i wanted to point out um that um you know we were talking about the vinyl um editions that we're doing and that it's always a little bit more than other uh labels do with their releases and um, for us 
it's it's very exciting too because there are so many possibilities you can do with a vinyl and it's always so cool to see um if there are some uh new vinyl colors or new effects or whatever and it's always such a uh i don't know <laughs> like like Christmas, if you get an email from your pressing plant in and when they tell you they have new um, effects or something that you can add to your next releases. Yeah, we wanted to, to, uh, to yeah, don't want to wiederholen uh, uh, Yeah, we don't want to repeat ourselves. Yeah, um, correct. And then sometimes we do. <laughs> you can't avoid that, but yeah. Sadly not, yeah. Especially, uh, um, fun fact, uh, for for the releases coming from May, um, I think maybe have five releases. So with two colors, so this is our ten different color options uh, altogether. And um, our uh, vinyl broker has uh, so uh, has uh, bought uh, capacities in another company. Yeah, and they have another uh, vinyl colors. Um, but just in, the, in little, so in, in the, to make it short, I, I don't know how those uh, new colors will turn out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to make <laughs> to it ma short. To make it short. Because, <laughs> yeah, they, I don't know, the capacities in the work were halt shifted and they had other eingekauft and we wissen not know how the whole rauskommt. Yeah, the capacities have been um, used up and um, they had to buy new capacities in another pressing plant that they were able to offer to their customers and um, the other pressing plant uses other uh, vinyl suppliers. Uh, suppliers and they have different colors I mean green will still be green but maybe another shade and uh, sure. therefore we don't know how this is going to turn out yeah that makes so sense it's going to be exciting <laughs> but, but as but as you know, we we don't uh, make uh, mock-ups. We just wait until the vinyl is here, make a photo, and yeah. that's that's what what you guys gonna can buy. <laughs> so no no uh, risk to get a. a but no risk, you. no fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. People yeah. will always complain if you bring out a mock-up and the vinyl is going to look quite different. But you can never say because it's a manually processed product and it will always look very different mm -hmm. so yeah. yeah no matter what it'll always look different there will be a, a slight differences yeah that happened with the uh the newest perturbator release where they had like the starburst it was supposed to be a starburst and the mock-up it had like like uh -huh. shots across and when it actually came it was just a blob i think <laughs> yeah. the color was different too yeah definitely yeah. i think that's the one i have <laughs> yeah it's like brown oh you so have they... the you have the brown and gold edition oh okay then maybe i don't have that one i don't no, they all look the same true they weren't very exciting <laughs> um so you've been around a long time what has been some of your favorite releases that you've done um in the past that you've put the work into and has really surprised you with how cool it ended up being um I, it's it's not so easy to answer, but I would say uh, the Mitch Murder box, selections box. Because, yeah, I was really, really nervous about how they came out, especially, you know, if, if, if such a box project fails, it's it's horrible. Mm -hmm. But it, it, it turned out really great. And I'm, I'm mostly 
not 100% satisfied with, with my releases, but but this one, I, I was 100% okay. Yeah. It turned out like I wanted in, in every single aspect. Yeah, in, in every single aspect. And yeah, for me, it's it's one of my highlights. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Have you thought about doing more box sets? Because you have such depth of catalog with a lot of the artists that you're on. You've got you know, all of their albums or a lot of their albums. Um, have you thought about doing more specialized releases like that, little box sets or, or what have you? Yeah, yeah. Um, there are, are always ideas for, for such things. Yeah, but I, I hope um, that we can... Uh, realize some some more of such uh, projects mm -hmm. and we we're gonna uh, repress the box set of mitch murder nice and yeah maybe we we make make another effect on the box or something yeah to make it special but <clears throat> but also we have uh, for example we have um, a new rising star coming this year from finland yeah. and we're gonna release through three eps and I think we uh, make uh, we make um, a shoe, like a uh, slipcase, some yeah, some kind of yeah. a slipcase ar around the the vinyls when they are all released. So we release every vinyl when when the EPs are out. Yeah, but and you when, can get another uh, just. A... And at the end, you you are getting a, a, a slipcase for the for the vinyl cover, for example. That that was an idea. And yeah, c c maybe a quadruple cover would be cool. Yeah. And yeah, there are possibilities and and um, not nothing concrete yet, but but there will be something like this in the future. Yeah, that's really cool. I I think just doing it makes sense to me that you would do these specialized releases because you you love everything that you do and to make something special you know what else can you do to do something really unique and something that like if you buy it you you have the sense that someone really cared about it and that they really put the time to make it special to have because the yeah. whole point of vinyl is that it's this big thing that you get to hold in your hand and interact with and read and it's and, special and it's special we have also upcoming uh, uh, release. I, I, I'm not sure if I can announce it yet, but the cover will, will be hand printed, silk printed. It's going to be absolutely red. And ah, I was forgetting. Just a second. Is it a sting star? I have a little sheet of paper here with some upcoming releases. <laughs> no, no, just just crap. Sorry. Just, <laughs> no. Yeah, no worries. There will be nice releases coming, and also with nice packaging. Yeah, that's that's for sure. Just just um, regular sleeves without finishes are, are not not our goal. Sometimes it fits to yeah. the to the music, but. Yeah, we love to go for gatefold and, and UV spots and stuff and UV. UV, UV. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you can't see anything. 
I'm just gonna hold the light for him because he can't read anything. <laughs> yeah, so so much cool stuff coming. I can can already tell you Power Run. Check out Power Run. We're gonna release summer holidays on vinyl. Bam! So that's wasn't announced yet. So now we know it. <laughs> it's it's a it's a Power it's Run. A cool solid release. How do you? How do you choose your artists to release? Um, mostly, I, I <laughs> yeah, I listen to the stuff, like it, and, and ask ask for a release. Sometimes uh, they can come to us and and we come together, but but mostly we are the the guys who um, who ask them. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but um, yeah, unfortunately, you cannot release everything that you think that sounds really great. There are several aspects um, you have to consider, like, yeah, as silly as it sounds, but um, it's like a social media, um, 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 how do you call it, social media uh, um, fans or... Um, Network. Yeah, networking stuff, because, you know, it's not that we bring out, uh, that we release everything and it sells instantly. Um, sometimes, especially from from um, less known artists, we need their help too, that they promote it on their channels and, and stuff like that. Because, yeah, it's not, as I said, a one-man show and um, we do a lot for them but we also rely on their help to get their releases out and um if they don't have any fans i don't know to whom they would promote it <laughs> yeah. right. that's a that's a very good point i think and that's something um i brought this up specifically because um reading comments of like gatekeeping crying kind of stuff or how do some people get released or not and i think that really brings up a valid point where the artist has to put the effort in um and it as we're show promoters here in, in our city and when we book people and they want to play live with us we have to take that in consideration as well as what's your social network how are you driving engagement with your fans because we could book you but if no one shows up to the concert then we're going broke <laughs> right so you can make the most amazing music in the world and i could personally love it and really advocate for it but if you don't advocate for yourself um, it's not necessarily going to work. Um, and see, I always try to find strategies, as, as I imagine the two of you do, to get behind something that you really are passionate about, to try and make something work. But that social media networking thing really is important, um, especially when it comes to releasing physical music. Absolutely. Yeah. I would also feel like if they aren't going to try, why are you going to try? Yeah. So it's, it goes both ways. Both people have to be fully invested in it. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that's a really important thing um, to point out to prospective people that want to release things, or maybe they've released albums invested in the process and they're not seeing um, a result because just because you press it in vinyl doesn't mean it's going to instantly sell out, which it seems that way in synthwave. It seems like any, synthwave or retro kind of style music it just instantly sells out but even from your point that's not true no right 
No, no, it's, it's, it's a long way from the first idea of putting out this album until it's sold out and all have their copies and all are satisfied. It's could take some time. Yeah. Back, back in the days when I worked for the uh, other label, we, we said, yeah, a vinyl pressing needs two years to uh, sell out. This was absolutely normal back mm -hmm. in the days. And, and yeah, so, and that's also our, our attitude to, yeah, two years mm -hmm. is okay. It's no need to, to have it sold out so fast. Yeah. And yeah. Actually, it's even better for people because if they just realized uh, they like an album, um, but they're too late to the game and it's already sold out, yeah. um, but they don't have that issue with us because it's, it's usually available for like weeks, months. Yeah. Sometimes even years. If, if, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, yeah. I've missed out on a couple of your releases because I had that mentality where I'm like, oh, well, I'll, I'll buy it. And it's, it's gone. I, I can't get them. Uh, and yeah. it's, and now I hate the fact that I'm in this. Well, if it's something that I know that I'm going to want, I just have to buy it. Even if I'm not going to listen to it right away, because I'll miss <laughs> the opportunity, um, which is really yeah. disappointing. Um, it's good. As a lazy person myself, <laughs> I feel like if something took two years to sell out, that would relieve a little bit of stress for me because I could just imagine if I released a record and it's one of those ones where in a couple days it sells out, you have to ship all those. Yeah. You have to package all of that. Yeah. And that's a lot of work. I don't. And if it's 500 copies. Yeah. Oh. Wow. I know when we, we when we have released the the, the second yeah, the first pressing of the FM eighty four, we, we <laughs> didn't even had a car. So I, I worked in my day life job in, in in logistics, and so I had the, the option to get the, the the goods in the company, and I can uh, I have taken the the vinyl per, uh, with my own hands per bus to our flat. Sometimes uh, a friend from work carries some vinyls at my at my place. Then I, I packed uh, after work records yeah. and and bring them to post office and for three or four weeks every day. Yeah. And it's then you do. Um, yeah, you you have packed like uh, 10 p.m. That you have enough stuff when you are back from home from work that you can go to the post office and, and then shipping out trackings and it was it was wow. it was horrible and <laughs> and it might be inappropriate to say but it was a hand job <laughs> <laughs> that's very appropriate that's very appropriate <laughs> yeah that yeah but but it, it's really a good point yeah um fire funnel is, is a number you can easily say but but pack pack 500 packages and bring them to the post office and all this yeah. yeah so it's a lot of work too but um things improved because we have a u.s warehouse right now we, uh, we have good boy tyler running stuff for us in the states um and this makes things a lot more easier for us right now because um yeah, yeah. i think like 75 percent of the market is uh, u.s for us that are mostly the guys who buy from us right and yeah. You are the 50, ones. 50, uh, 50, 50, 60. 50, 60. Yeah. Not 75. Okay. No. Well, it doesn't matter. It's still the biggest part of our business. So. Right. Yeah. So the, so the, 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 the strategy is to ship the pallets directly from the pressing plant to our guy in North Dakota. And yeah, and, and for that, you, you need some releases. 
that it makes sense, but this uh, should guarantee that we don't have to raise the prices so much. The, the reality is that it's, yeah. it's every year a, a fight and you have to up optimize that you can um, yeah, um, stay with these prices you have. Yeah. And so with this new strategy for uh, US market, it's going to be guaranteed is that we don't have to, to make it no, much uh, more expensive. Uh, expensive. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Shipping rates is the biggest deal here. Because everyone always complains about how much shipping costs. Yeah. 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 If it's coming you know <laughs> from, you know, somewhere in the US. Yeah, yeah. And it always sucks so much to hear people um, uh, talking about the shipping rates because there is nothing you can do about it. No. It's buy or cry later. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> buy or cry. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what can you do? Because we aren't the ones who dictate the shipping prices and right. people always make you um, responsible for it, but it's we, not our part. We would, we would love to have better shipping prices to, yeah. to have much more uh, richness level and all, yeah. but, but uh, when we started with the, the real company, I, I just uh, not talking about the labels, of, uh, but the heuristical background. So when we started with the uh, company, we went to all logistic companies in, in this area here. And uh, yeah, at the end, this, the, the cheapest option we have is what you are seeing now. And mm -hmm. they told us, yeah, you need like, I would say thousand packages per country to get a bit, a, a bit better price yeah so uh for example yeah you need to have thousand packages to poland this that you say 45 50 cents so yeah we are much much too small to have an influence on that so yeah by, people by, won't see that by yeah. far by far yeah but yeah well you, i you, I, yeah. I think this is a a good place to to wrap it all together and wrap it up uh, it's been really super informative and I've really enjoyed talking with the both of you. Um, I've, I thought I knew a lot of stuff, but talking with the both of you, I've, I've learned a lot of things and really appreciate again, the attention to detail that you have. Kyle, do you have anything else you want to talk to them about? I, I hope that listeners get a better idea of the amount of work that goes into each release that they get. Maybe they'll appreciate it a little bit more. Maybe they'll be a little more understanding. And I just want to say thank you. And thanks for my very favorite record company for coming on. <laughs> yes. All thanks right. American so Ina, thank, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate your time. Until next time, this is Eric. And this is Kyle. We wrapped up. We're still here. Um, <laughs>